Thank you for joining us for part two of our conversation with the lovely, the talented, the ever so engaging Anaya Havis. If you stumbled upon this episode before listening to part one, no worries, mate. They aren't necessarily chronological, but you'll definitely want to also check out the first half of our conversation and hear all about Anaya's theatrical journey and how she approaches each new opportunity. If you have already heard part one, I know you're anxious to hear more from this fantastic performer as we shift focus to her new adventure in New York City as a student and a young performer. So settle in and enjoy. Part two begins now. So I want to talk about where you're going. Right. Sorry. I want to talk about where you're going. <laughs> I want to maybe use a few more consonants. Where you're going. Let's talk about where, where you're going. Where you go. You know, where you're going. Let's just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you you plan to move in like, what what is today? The 31st? A couple of weeks, right? Yes. A couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> where? So do you have... Do you have all that mapped out? Um, yeah. Well, actually, in New York, uh, I guess it's cool. It's the new trend to not let freshmen do things until the last minute. So I'm actually not enrolled in all my classes at all. They uh. have to let uh, upperclassmen do all that first sure. to like fill up all the classes. And then you get the spots where, I mean, you have a class like every day and like these weird hours, you know. But I mean, that's just part of being a freshman. But um, I've got my housing lined up. Um, it's like a block away from the school. It's gonna um, gonna walk there every day. Um, it's it's pretty expensive for um, on campus, but I mean, it's better than living out in an apartment in New York because it's very expensive. The cost so of living over there. So it is like school, on campus housing. Yes, it's uh, it's like the towers. It's like a whole building the university has, I think. Okay. Um, and you're going to City College of New York. It's like near Manhattan. Yeah. And um. New York City is a lot bigger than I thought. It's got like boroughs. Don't know what that word means yet, but I yeah, guess I'll find we'll out. out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, and everybody's like, "So you're just jumping into this, and you've only been there? Well, I've only been there to visit once, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those gut things, you know." Yeah. And it's there's a lot of fear, but my thing has always been, "You'll be all right." Like, what if you get up there and let's say you mess up you know you you flunk a quiz or something because you're you're working like crazy hours and you weren't able to sleep or wake up for class the next day and and you mess up like everybody has to learn and adjust you know and everybody gets in that headspace where it has to be perfect all the time and I just say you're gonna be all right like in order to be like mentally healthy you just have to tell yourself like you're gonna be all right like are you are you gonna die because you flunked this quiz no you do better the next time you you go into after hours ask the professor what can you do like and you make sure you understand next time and that's why I'm just I guess not as scared as I should be because I mean I know I'll still be alive at the very least (laughs) well you know there's a level of I guess healthy fear Mm -hmm. that kind of drives you but too much can paralyze you also yes and i think it's yeah i think it's good that you have that it seems seems like you have that balance of like i yeah i know there's some unknowns but also i'm gonna go step out and figure out you know how to handle it because i don't want to not go and then um get a get in a good spot here and get to where i don't want to ever leave you know um Mm -hmm. and i just don't want to always wonder what i could have done with my life if i just don't go 
because a lot of people are you know happy where they're at and you know Guntersville's great but I have had a bit of a hard time here um I've talked about it before but you know I mean I think the theater was like my only safe place away from like you know racism and like all this other different stuff in this town and all this other uh, mindsets that you wouldn't think you know still exist and I just uh have always wanted to be in a place where you know everybody's different like there's enough different people out there where nobody cares I mean nobody cares about that stuff like skin color like yeah I mean if you don't like me that's like the last reason it's for like oh you don't like my smile that's that's a better place to start (laughs) like it's a better place to start but yeah I'm getting stuff lined up I still have to get uh some forms turned in soon um about like you know immunization stuff like that some Mm. housekeeping things uh but when i get up there uh school starts like two days after i move in which is like august 20th uh are they still do they still have any um restrictions as far as like coming in from out of state you have to have so many days of like a negative covid test or something Hmm. like that i'm not sure i think you're supposed to be vaccinated unless there's Mm -hmm. like a um, a reason, like a real reason you can't get one, like a religious restriction or like a health restriction. Um, but I think after that, I think you're good. I mean, maybe they'll test you when you get there. I don't know. I, they haven't told me about that, but as far yeah. as right now, they need proof of vaccination and immunization records, stuff like that. And I still have to get a couple oh, well, that's because good that they yeah. let, you know, they let yeah. that suffice, I guess. Yeah. I thought I was all good. And then it was like, you have to have this shot within the last five years. And I got it in like 2015 so I it just just missed the mark by like Mm -hmm. two years so I have to go get it again um but yeah I'm very excited I will have to do like regular classes like core classes like everybody has to do because I'm not going to like a performance art school because those their tuition is like 50,000 a year or semester or something that's where Ty Evans is going and I mean kudos to her because she could do it like she's sure incredible but I, since I had already had everything lined up, my mom was like, I think you could audition and get in. But I think since you've already got all your housing and stuff lined up and we've got the payment down, I think we should just, you know, go with this one. You can always transfer. But that's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, the opportunities are always there. Mm-hmm. And once you're there, whatever took you there, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, City College or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you may find out, you know what? I want to study this and it's at this school and I know somebody there now because I've lived here for three, four five months or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, those opportunities are always there and the whole backstage has a community there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many people who live in the city now who are in the entertainment industry who, who would be happy to help with even something as simple as, Oh, you need a place to stay. That's not, that's on this side of town or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I mean, Grant made the point during his uh, episode that the Broadway community is a lot smaller than you think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, even shaking hands with somebody and them knowing your face, I can imagine, is huge. Like, I've said this before. Well, not on the show, but um, I was having a conversation the other day about just jobs, Mm -hmm. like the job market since I graduated from college and you know I've never gotten a job where I just like cold sent a resume to somebody they looked at it called me interviewed and I got the job Mm -hmm. never 
it's always been because I had a personal connection there. Mm-hmm. And they, they said, we're looking for somebody. Or I reached out personally and said, I need something different. It's always like that opportunity came to me because I knew someone yeah. to, to make that connection. Mm-hmm. Not that I knew someone who would get me the job, mm-hmm. but I knew someone who where, where it would even be brought to my attention that that opportunity was available. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's everything I've ever done has yeah. been through a personal connection who helped me connect the dots and say, you know, this is available. Kind of like mm-hmm. April with you in theater. Yeah. Like it was there, but you, it took a personal connection to get you through the door, maybe, yeah. or she, to, to, to give you the idea to come through the door. Yes, definitely. She's always told me that since I was younger. Like, theater, if you're getting into it professionally, it's, like, not all about who you know, but that's, like, a big, big part. Like, just to have your name out there, like, networking yourself, you know? Like, just to know people in the business, at, even just to give you pointers or, like, get mm-hmm. you an audition or something, even just to get you, like, the opportunity. Like, getting the job is a whole different process, but, like, just knowing where the auditions are at, like it's all about, you know, yeah, well, having it, people you know. It helps to have somebody in the room mm-hmm. when those decisions are being made to say, hey, I remember this girl yeah. that I saw maybe at a different audition. Mm-hmm. And if they're looking for someone with your skill set, mm-hmm. if they know you already, yeah. it's like, hey, I've seen her do this. I know mm-hmm. she can do it. Let's, let's have her in and see, you know, see if she's a fit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's light years ahead of walking around with a, I don't even know, like looking for audition announcements. Yeah. Stapled to a telephone pole yeah. or something. like, And then just walking in cold, trying to, yeah. you know, introduce yourself. That is one thing I'm scared of. Cause then you have to like, look, go out and look for auditions and yeah. do all that stuff. But that it talking about this, this is one of the things like I'm really grateful to like sister act specifically for. Cause I remember after that show, like, that was kind of like I'd like to think like my first taste of like what I'd like I don't know it just it just made me feel special you know and so like after every show like people would come up to me and they'd be like I've never seen anything like that like that was amazing and then even people would be like I've got a niece who lives in New York like I'll give you her number like people like giving me people's numbers like oh my daughter I think a one woman, she was like older and she told me that her daughter worked at like a Macy's in New York, like D Macy's or something. And she gave me her number and I was like, wow, she, she doesn't know me at yeah. all. And she like gave me her daughter's like phone yeah. number. And I just thought that was amazing. I was like, wow, like, like they kind of like trust me with that. I was, I was I, just blown and, away. And I know that's a weird feeling, but don't don't be scared to use that sometimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I think, oh, thanks, but I'm never calling that person. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how does that conversation go? Hey, yeah. your mom gave me your number. Yeah, and I know it, it sounds weird on the front end, but that could be somebody mm-hmm. you know that can make an introduction that that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You never know, and just friendships you know mm-hmm. just having having a personal connection yeah for any reason not mm-hmm. just professionally but i mean they're they're invaluable yeah i'm even glad to have like still have connections from sister act down here because like i remember when i told everybody where i was going to school they're like hey it's gonna be hard you know life's gonna hit you like a bus and it's okay because it hits everybody like that and if you need a care package or if you need like 
even me to Venmo you for like a pack of ramen or like anything, girl. Like <laughs> I've got you. And then Rashawn, she was like, I can email you like all the ways to make ramen taste good because that's what you're going to be eating all the time, every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, Ashley Wrestler, she was like, I will mail you cupcakes in a jar. That's going to be my new thing. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, she makes amazing cupcakes. Like, she, I, I, if I come, like, when I come back and if she has a business, I'm going to buy every single cupcake she has in <laughs> stock because she made like banana banana caramel cupcakes for like the cast one day and like cookies and cream one they i kid you not these are the best cupcakes i've ever tasted in my life man like better than like a stores you know like better than like a food truck like these are like homemade and they were good are they in jars yet or is that just like something new she's gonna do um because i want to try one of these jar cupcakes well i told her because i saw this shark tank episode where they like put cupcakes in jars and it stays better for longer and then I was like if there was like a way she could like mail me these cupcakes while I'm starving in New York (laughs) (laughs) not that I'll be starving but like no I mean there's yeah there's I'm I'm excited for you yeah that's gonna be yeah pretty fun it'll be fine it'll it'll be fine at least that's what I'm telling myself it'll be fine well and do you know like you were talking about stepping out and taking a chance and doing stuff and Mm -hmm. you you don't want to wonder you know um yeah do that stuff now while you have the opportunity Mm -hmm. like you said i mean anything that may come along later like a a career or whatever family it's all it's all good but sometimes yeah you you get into that not a routine um but like just your your life you know if, if you get like established in a career it's hard to walk away from yeah it's hard even if you really want to mm-hmm. like it's you, you keep saying in your head oh well it's a steady gig like i'm taken care of mm-hmm. they they have health care they mm-hmm. have you know all this stuff that's that you'd have to figure out on your own yeah. if you don't get it from your you know but which can be done too mm-hmm. but like yeah it's always good to take those opportunities and take those chances and mm-hmm. just explore you know when there's nothing that you would be neglecting by taking that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that's the best way to say it. Not something that you're missing out on. Because mm-hmm. it's, like I said, all that stuff is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely not for like everybody. Like, it, see, everybody, everybody's different. Like, if you're pleased where you're at, like, yeah. not to say that in like a, you know, any sort of like demeaning way. Like, I wish, you know, I could be happy, you know doing something I don't want to say useful but you know like a a trade where you're like because other people are in theater they're like oh yeah I just do this as a side hobby I really just want to be a biochemist like I've always thought wow wow that's amazing you know and if I could do anything else you know I I would but like the fact that I found this and I love it so much I cannot imagine doing yeah anything else with my life and being happy and then I'm just a person who's wired like if I'm gonna have a job I have to enjoy it it can't be just for the money you know and some people are like my mom she's in a very you know business wired way but me I could be happy like in a shoebox apartment if it meant I was getting to do eight shows a week you know like if it meant I didn't get to have all these material things if I had a job like I really loved like I wouldn't consider it like work 
I would just, mm-hmm. you know, like my life, you know? And it doesn't really matter to me what it pays. Of course, everybody's like, you say that now, youngin. <laughs> but, but really, that's how I've always felt. It doesn't, it hasn't really ever mattered to me, like, what I'm going to make. As, as long as I can feed myself mm-hmm. and get to do what I like, I think I'll be happy and even if it's not on Broadway if I'm getting to do community theater in New York I feel like that's a version of making it in my book you know yeah like making it is whatever you think it is right. you know what I mean like right if if you wake up and say man I'm glad I get to do this every day and I I, I don't care what else I do you know this is I'm happy right here mm-hmm. then you've made it you know I agree I mean I agree my version of making it is being happy with my job and other people's version of making it is making six figures and that's just who you are it could be six figures it could be the the address of the theater that you're performing in Mm -hmm. it could be a tony yeah i mean some people are on broadway Mm -hmm. and still feel like they're on step one you know like they're performing and it's not enough Mm -hmm. you know they have to get the tony or whatever yeah or the TV show. Like, they're just doing Broadway because that's the gig they got. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. Like, people on Broadway, it's like I was watching all these interviews, like, because that's what I'll do in free time. Like, I'll watch, like, interviews with, like, people who have been on Broadway. I was watching this, like, table talk with the cast of Falsettos, and they don't refer to it as, like, the amount of Tonys they've won. They're like, how many Tonys have you been nominated for? Because, mm, like, yeah. they recognize them for, like, it being nominated for the Tony and not how many you've won because, you know, that's like an achievement in itself. And like, that's what that made me think of. Cause that's, that's a version of making it in itself. Like everybody gets so caught up in, Oh, she won the Tony award or she won best actress. But you, you forget about like all the people that got nominated for be- best actress. Like somebody saw you and said that, Hey, maybe like she could be the best actress of like the year. And that is an incredible achievement by itself. But yeah. Everybody gets so caught up in, Oh, well, who really won? Like, was it Meryl Streep or was it like Cyril Paulson or, you know, was it Audra McDonald or was it, you know, Adina Menzel, you know? And, you know, if you're that talented to get on that caliber, I think you're on the same piece of paper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're already on that list. It's I mean, I don't see a, a difference in them at that point, you know, yeah. at that point, it's just like a little statue you get to hold. And, you know, that's a really big sure. accolade in itself. But even just being nominated is incredible. Well, it's like, you know, on vocal, like, competition shows, there's mm-hmm. a winner, mm-hmm. but guess who gets record deals? Like, the top five, probably. Yeah. You know? I mean, and then from there, you can take it wherever you want. I, there are second place winners who are way more successful mm-hmm. musically than first place winners mm-hmm. from that show. I mean, who was it? Um, Carrie Underwood? Did she even win? Or was she... Like, she was on something like, uh, I don't want to say The Voice, but it was the one before that. American Idol? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. But I don't think she won. And now she's Carrie Underwood, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like you're saying, I mean, if, you, if you're recognized to get that far, yeah. Yeah. nominated or win or not, mm-hmm. you've been nominated. Somebody recognized what you did mm-hmm. in your career, in the season, in that show, whatever. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's important. Definitely is. So, like, it, if you can say you won in your own book, I mean, then you're pretty much set. I mean, that establishes your confidence and your drive, you know. And it's not like limiting yourself. I just think 
if you you have to see you have to see yourself for like I don't I don't know how to put this in a way that doesn't sound corny but you have to see yourself for like all that you've done already like not just did you win this in the end like yeah. if you've gotten this far like that's that's amazing like it that that's how I view like audition processes at the very least like that's one step like I remember for Little Shop like the fact that you get you know called back I mean even if you don't get called back that's not a bad thing but if you do I've always just gotten like wow like you've gotten this far like you can keep pushing but the fact that you're like if you're like a young competitor against like you know people who are older than you and people who have been doing it for longer I was like I, I viewed that as like an achievement as itself so yeah you know well you have to have those those milestones of achievement for your own recognition you know like mm-hmm. and I was gonna say I was gonna say like so you're moving to New York for school you want to do this you want to try to do some auditions or whatever what's Mm -hmm. the dream like do you get to Broadway and then you're good or you want to just keep going as far as you can but it sounds like just the love of of theater like participating in that whatever level it's on Mm -hmm. is feels like success to you yeah it it definitely is that's that's the best I mean you explained it better than I can explain it myself (laughs) because they're like oh so you want to be on Broadway or do you want to be like a teacher and that's like the only two that you can say can see and my mind says like as long as I'm doing it I'll be happy like no matter like the paycheck because I mean even if you're on Broadway you can still not get paid a lot like you're still like an actor and it all depends on how far you know your name is out there how far you've networked yourself like I mean I looked up the salary and it's like you can make anywhere from like 50 to 80 thousand a year like as ensemble but then you see people like Sutton Foster obviously she's making more because she's been doing this for a long time her name's been in the game for a long time and see with that starting salary I'd be happy if I was an ensemble character on Broadway whoo how fun would that be that would be so fun yeah like you could pay me like you said you could pay me the low end of that and I it it would be like I'd be happy Mm -hmm. you know because I get to do the shows. Yeah. And you get to be in the theater and you get to see the audience and, yeah. and experience. I Adam Carboni and I talked about um, stagecraft during his episode. And some of the stuff that they do, that mm-hmm. they invent or that they just utilize, that they have access to, is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, the way they solve production issues and, like, the stages. I remember... Um, the first time I saw a stage that had certain like tracks or, mm-hmm. you know, like the circles that turn around yeah. and they walk and, and they, they're walking, but they're not going anywhere because mm-hmm. the stage is rotating mm-hmm. or like when, if you see, um, like a, a movie or whatever, if they did a, a stage movie, I don't know what they call them. I've heard the term before, but like when they film a Broadway show mm-hmm. like Shrek, Yes. Like they, that's a Netflix movie now. Mm-hmm. They, the Shrek the Musical, but they filmed it in a theater, and when they show the views from looking down on the stage, you can see all the different parts. It's yeah. not a flat. Well, it is a flat stage, but it's not just plank wood stage. Mm-hmm. There are circles and there are walkways, and all that stuff moves on its own. Some of it rises up. Some of it. I mean, I can't imagine everything that goes into that and being able, like, how do you look at that and visualize a show that you want to put on stage and you, you put yourself in the audience place and say, this is what I want them to see. And then let's make that happen Mm -hmm. on stage. I mean that, that kind of stuff just like, 
that problem solving is amazing to me. Yeah. I'm like, that's one of my dreams as well. Just to like be on one of those stages. Like, yeah. And get to walk in place. I mean, that sounds small, but like, no. Those rotating things. Oh, so I mean, it can happen. There's, there's too many things going on in that city for you to miss out on. I'm, I know, I know, like, I don't know what show. I don't know when, but, you know, I want to come see it when it happens. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I want to say, look, there she is walking in place. Yeah, on there she is walking. Stage. I could like not have any lines. Like, I, I just want to be walking in place. Yeah. As the stage is like yeah. going in circles. That's it. That man, that's gonna be so fun. I've made it. I've made it, y'all. Yep. I'm walking in place. I was on the rotating stage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is Whole Backstage Live on WBSL Radio. This episode was recorded in Alabama's oldest continuously operating community theater, the Whole Backstage. We could not do what we do without our generous sponsors and donations from people like you. Connect to all of our social media with a link in the show description and learn how you can be part of our mission to provide our community and surrounding areas with a positive outlet for the performing arts. There will be lots going on as we prepare to celebrate our 50th season as your community theater, kicking off in September 2023. Please make a point to subscribe or follow us so you are kept in the loop on our new season and all the opportunities to celebrate this milestone as a community. Now, to finish our conversation with our very dear friend, Anaya. That was about... I wanted to talk about Sister Act, though. Oh, yes. Because... Love talking about Sister Act. Well, that show... That show all the way around was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Not because I was doing sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, like, the the individual performances in that show mm-hmm. and and your performance... There, I had never seen the stage show. Mm-hmm. I knew the story because I'd seen the movie. Yes. Um, but I had never seen the stage show before. Mm-hmm. And there, the music is so well done. Yes. The the ensemble that Diane put together to perform that show, I mean, y'all did an amazing job together. Yeah. And there were moments when I had seen... Let's see how many rehearsals. I, I saw however many rehearsals I was there for mm-hmm. setting up the sound and the mics and getting everything ready to go for opening. But then I watched it. I experienced the show every night in the sound booth. I had heard those songs. I had seen your face. I had, you know, I had seen the show, mm-hmm. but it affected me every single night. <laughs> like it was, I felt so privilege to be in the theater every night i mean it was the whole show was fantastic everything i mean i know i keep saying that but the way you guys sounded i mean the way y'all presented certain scenes uh, it was i'd watch it again how i wish i could like see it you know i wish i could it was amazing to be in it i wouldn't trade that experience for anything but i wish i could just sit down and have seen it live like recording is one thing you know but I wish I could have sat and like watched myself and you know everybody wants to do that but like I just want to see how it all like turned out just to see like if what people say and if I would have graded it like that Mm -hmm. way you know myself um because I remember when I first told my mom 
I was telling her about the show and she was like, so is it like the movie? And I was like, yeah, it's like the movie with Whoopi Goldberg. And she was like, oh, so it's going to have like, oh, happy day in it. And I was like, no, it doesn't have any of the songs from the movie in it. And she was like, what? How could you guys do this? <laughs> like, how could they remove the songs from the movie? And I was like, no, I watched the musical last night at 2 a.m. And it was so funny. Like, you're, you're going to love it. But I wouldn't let her watch any of it until she got there. And I remember um, it was uh, opening night. And well, it was one of the night. It was one of the first nights. And I came out and my mom, my mom is she's my biggest fan but she's also my toughest my toughest critic because she'll come out of any show she'll be like yeah this part was kind of weird or this joke didn't really hit y'all should do that differently like she like Mm -hmm. she always has notes which is always helpful too and yeah it is but she came out of this one and you could tell she doesn't like to cry in front of people you know and you could tell where she had like wiped her tears and like you could tell she had just been crying and like it was in that moment I knew we had done a good job. Like, I can hear a hundred people come past me and be like, that was great. That was amazing. That was the best show I've seen, you know, and that is amazing. Like, I was so grateful. But to have your, like, your mom, like, who never cries, had no notes, and she just, like, hugged me. I was like, okay, this is a good show. Mm-hmm. This, this is yeah. good. Um, that's how I knew it was it was pretty good. And I was like, wow, like, this this show must be the great. Like, if my, if my mom yeah. likes it. And, um yeah I was really grateful to be a part of a show that she just really liked because I remember after the um sorry this is kind of unrelated but it ties in I swear so the cast list for Hunchback came out and I really wanted Esmeralda and I got it because you know I'd like I'd prepared a lot and I knew that if I was not gonna get it it was because I didn't fit it wasn't because I wasn't prepared because I'd learned all the songs like as soon as she announced the show I went and listened to all the songs in its order like the two-hour musical and it's such a beautiful show and I was just so honored to be chosen for that role but then somebody called me like an hour after the cast list comes out and I was like they were like hey um because they were auditioning they were rehearsing for a different show in Albertville and they're like hey this girl um she's saying that you only got Esmeralda because you're black and that's the only reason you got it. And then I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then so um, it made me feel like I couldn't be proud of myself, you know, like that nobody, they were just dismissing it, you know, they were dismissing the fact, like the fact that I got it. And they were like, oh, she only got it because of this reason. Not because she can sing the songs or because she knew the lines or because of any of that. It's because she's black. And then I remember for Sister Act, I knew Whoopi Goldberg, I know she's black. I know the character in the movie is black. And I know the one who played it on Broadway was black. So I always had that worry in the back of my mind when I auditioned for this show. I was like, are people going to think the same thing? Like, if I get Dolores, like, are they going to think it's just because I'm black? And then I remember I told Will that, uh, Will Casey, and he was like, Anaya. No. <laughs> I cannot imagine anybody else playing it the way you did and you know if I would have had to I would have gotten anybody else up there but no I did not only choose you like we did not only choose you that was not only the reason and the fact that people would even say that is heinous and like disgusting and then so when he said that it kind of like took this weight off my shoulders because when the cast list for sister act came out there were none of those comments were made like nobody was saying those things and it was just the most relieving thing ever because I was like oh there's no ill will towards me this is great this is what theater is supposed to be like it's yeah I was just really grateful for that experience because 
even though I am black, like people at the theater see me as more than that. Like I'm more than what the role calls for. Like they don't only call me because they need someone of that color to play that role. They they call me because they've seen me in shows before and they they know I can do it. And that's that's why I love coming back here is because they see me as more than what everybody else sees me as at school yeah. and stuff. So that's why Sister Act is so important to me because they told me that's not the reason we chose you. It's because well, you could do it. I mean, I, there will always be people who think things that are not true. And they may express those things because they don't feel good about themselves. So they want other people to not feel good about themselves. But that that doesn't make it true at all. And, you know, <laughs> anybody who thought anything like that coming into this show, your performance would have shut them straight up. I mean, oh, my gosh. When I was talking to people about this show mm-hmm. and they would say, yeah, that girl who played Dolores was incredible. And I would say, she is a senior in high school. And they <laughs> their jaw hit the floor like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her. yeah, your, your voice. Like, I'm telling you, that show... The music was so well done, but you stepped into it as it was, as it was written. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you can always sing songs as, like in a junior show, mm-hmm. Shrek Junior. Like you yes. hear a song that you know from the Broadway show mm-hmm. with mature voices, but then you hear kids singing it, and they do a fantastic job. But they sing it as a kid, right? But the music in that show, we didn't do Sister Act Junior. Right. We did we did the full on sister act and your voice filled that role as much as it could be filled. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you think that because when I got there, I was so scared. I just kept listening to the songs and I was like, oh, Patina, because that's our name. I was like, oh, oh, girl. Oh, thank you very much. OK. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for putting that high C there. It really, right, right. It really just puts a cherry on top. Yeah. And I remember like my first rehearsal with Will. He was like, hey, this is your role. You do it however you want to. You don't have to do it exactly how she did it. And people didn't know. They didn't know that wasn't like the way it was written. Because I I stayed loyal to most of the soundtrack stuff, but some really high notes she would hit, I'd be like, oof, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit that every night for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. And then it was always funny because people, they would come up to me after and they're like, I know you get hot up there. Like... (laughs) So singing the part is one thing, but singing the part while you're like jumping around in a, oh, yeah. a floor length black dress while the, the light is four, just... Four layers of costume. Yeah. it was <laughs> The hardest song for me was that Raise Your Voice into Sunday Morning Fever mm-hmm. stretch. Oh my goodness. Like I get chills thinking about it. Like I would do Raise Your Voice. I'd have the baton in my hand. I was throwing my head around. Like I'd be bobbing my head so hard the like wimple flew off. And I was jumping around, jumping over, you know, the seats. And then I had to change into that. um, I had to put another layer on of clothing. Like it was already burning up. And then you have to put another robe on. And then you have like five seconds to get it together. Hannah was back there. Um, Hannah Grace Joe, she was like fanning me and she was giving me water and she put on my robe and stuff. And then she's like, breathe slow, breathe slow. And that's the last thing you yeah. want to hear in that moment because all you want to do is hyperventilate because you're so tired. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, I thought I was dying for a second. And then 
she was like, just slow it down. Because if you slow down your breathing, it slows down your heart rate, slows down the whole thing. But then you just want to suck up as much air as you can. Because if not, you're, you feel like you're drowning for a minute because you got all those layers of clothing on and you know what's to come. It's this yeah. another five minute song where <laughs> you got to do a, another bit of jumping around and singing. And it's just amazing because you forget all that tiredness when you come out and it was not, it wasn't Sunday morning fever, was it? Was it raise your voice into? Um, yes. Was are you it? talking about before intermission? Yes. What was that song before intermission? You oh, did. it was Take Me to Heaven Reprise? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Raise your voice into Take Me to Heaven Reprise. You know it's about to get hot because you put on that like thing that reveals. And then all that tiredness goes away when you turn around and you reveal the thing. And the audience Everybody, was like, <gasps> yeah. and I was like, okay, sure, you're hyperventilating, but this is fun, ain't it? You know, and you're walking around and dancing around and jumping around and you're having fun with each other. And you're getting to be yourself. Like, that's one thing I loved about yes. Dolores. It wasn't like you had to be someone else all the time. Like, it was like me coming out. Like, I was like, hey, girl, you know? Yeah. Like, on stage, you get to, like, joke as Anaya. Like, it wasn't always, like, as Dolores. And Because you get to sing and dance with all your friends. Yeah. Like, that's essentially what yeah. she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they'd be like, I know you get hot up there. And I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then so after that number... I remember Eliza would come run as soon as the curtain would close. She would come run to me. She'd put my arm over her shoulder, and we'd go to the uh, um, the quick change room. They'd turn on the fan, and I had ice packs on my thighs. Like mm-hmm. I, it was some. It Got was fifteen crazy. minutes to cool yep, down. Yep, yep. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. There was a couple times I didn't think I was gonna get back up. I was like, oh, I gotta do this. I'm good. I gotta do this in fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then by the end of the 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, okay. I was just really hot. It was, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it was definitely the hardest, most physically taxing role I've ever done because it was so hot. Oh, I bet. Yeah. With all those stage lights, oof, it was hot. But it was also the most fun. That and Donkey were the most fun. So were you, weren't you doing Sister Act and Hunchback at the same time? Yeah. Yes, oh, I was doing gosh. them at this. I would... Um, I would be at school uh, all day, and then 3 to 6, I would have hunchback rehearsal, and then 6.30, I would come do sister act until we got done. So we wouldn't leave till like, 9.30 some nights or 10, um, just depending on how long we talk after, how long notes are, you know, or if you have to work out a really big scene and everybody's there for once. Um, so, and then you have to wake up for school in the morning and then everybody's like how are you not tired and then for me that was the closest thing right now I can equate to what I want my life to be like I just want it to be theater like school Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things I had to suck it up and deal with but like the theater schedule after like the hour straight of theater that's that's what I want my life to be like just it's just passion passion driving you. just theater you know yeah and it was so great to have these two different shows that were so contrasting this year like Hunchback it was like sad it was a very sad show you know it had beautiful music in it and it had a couple fun moments and then uh sister act is just comedy you know and so after doing all that sad stuff you know like having to act out all the sad scenes and the violent ones you get to come here and dance around in purple boots and hoochie Mm -hmm. mama skirts and stuff and like get to dance around in your nun habits and stuff there was it was really fun it was definitely a contrast it was hard to switch it on and off you know yeah like be super funny with one and like be super sad with one 
Well, but. even in Sister Act, there was that contrast because yeah, you, you, yeah, you had the really funny stuff with the sisters, and mm-hmm. like when you first showed up, and bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that, was, yeah. that killed me. Um, and then you walked past who was on the end. Uh, it wasn't Kristen, was it? Um, I think it was. You walked of, past her and then turned around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was Kristen. Yeah. Bless you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that killed me. But then you had the, um, the you're really scared of Curtis moments. Yeah. You know? like I was always scared of people would think that was like, because one thing my teacher will always tell me was Ardro, she will always be like, as an actor, you always have to feel. You have you can't put your walls up, and you have to feel everything your character's feeling. You know, and for me that was really hard because it's like, okay, I know Tony, and I know he's not here to kill me. So like, how do I make the most authentic, you know, performance? You know, how yeah. do I really feel like I'm, you know, there? So I would always wonder: Is the audience really feeling like I'm scared right now? Like, are they really there? And so the only person I would ask that is my mom. I was like, did it really like look like I was sad in this part or look like I was like, you know, scared? She'd be like, yeah, 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 it did. Um, because I was always just, I mean, skeptical of the performance I was given. Because, you know, I can't see it. And all you can do is try your best and hope people believe it, you know. Well, and wearing a full nun habit, all you have is your face pretty yeah. much. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all of that came across. Like a... And I, that was probably a discovery for everybody in that cast. Like, oh, I can't, nobody's going to see if I move my arms or mm-hmm. like if I move my body that yeah. much. All I have is my face. And I mean, like I said, everybody, it came across really, really well. Um, like y'all, y'all used the tools you had to, to put on an amazing show. Thank so, you. Like I said, I think we should, I'd watch it again. I mean, still. And I saw it seven times in a row. Oh, I wish I could have seen it. Oh, You will. I mean, the recording, but I mean, you know, I think we'll get to watch it soon. I hope so. I hope so. So, I really appreciate you sitting down with me. Um, I know with everything on your mind, moving in like two weeks or whatever, (laughs) um, getting everything lined up, making sure you have everything in place i mean you know that's got to be a lot so i appreciate you taking the time to sit down and and talk i know people are gonna love hearing from you and like we've we've been around each other yeah but i learned a ton of stuff i never knew about you and i loved it i really appreciate it oh thank you i learned new stuff about you too so i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) i try to share some make Mm -hmm. you know put a put a face to the voice behind the Never mind. That's not going anywhere. So. <laughs> this was really fun. Good. Yeah, this is an amazing. We'll see idea. how it turns out. I'm so glad you asked to have me because I feel like this, like these types of things, they immortalize you a little bit because you can look back and you'll be like, oh, this was where I was at in my life, you know. And oh, I'm yeah. really excited. It's weird. I'm excited to listen to this like three years from now. Yeah. Like <laughs> or or long. I like. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. around. Hopefully, um, people have access to it forever. Mm-hmm. Well, not you know what I mean forever, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think about the same thing. Like it's interesting to go back and and see where we were or what was important or what our plans were and how they actually changed or worked out or mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, the thought process. But I think listening to you talk about what it is you want to do 
I think you could end up in any number of a dozen different cities or yeah. situations or whatever, and you'll be exactly where you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just your passion for performing that drives your choices and mm-hmm. your thought process and your measure of your own success. And I think that is probably what will be the most important is your measure of your success is what you gauge it to be. And that's going to mean a lot to you, I think. And because of that reason, no matter where you end up, if you're, if you get to perform, ah, that's, that's not a good sound. If you get to perform, I think you will be happy because yes. that that's exactly what you've told me. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm just super happy for you and I admire Thank that. You. And I'm really happy that other people get to know that about you and appreciate you that much more. Thank you. So did I miss anything? I, th- I think we covered a lot of it. Yeah. Heck yeah, we did. <laughs> Good. This episode of Holdback Stage Live was recorded in Alabama's oldest continuously operating community theater, the Holdback Stage. Take a moment to visit our website or check the show description for a link to all of our social media. Follow us for upcoming events and announcements about how you can be part of our mission to provide our community with a positive outlet for the performing arts as we look forward to celebrating our 50th season as your community theater. Contact this show at holbackstagelive at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back and stay kind.